Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Shell Gross, and I would like to introduce Anthony Hamilton, running for Dane County Sheriff. As we begin, please tell our viewers what educational, occupational, and civic experiences you have that qualify you for this office, including your experience working with diverse communities. Certainly. First of all, thanks for having me here. Um, so essentially, uh, I've made a career serving the people of Dane County in my 14 years in the sheriff's office. Um, and I haven't been positioning myself for a political appointment. I've actually been working as a cop. So um, I primarily I'm running because I think political bias has no place in policing and enforcing the law and serving the victims of violent crime is my first priority. Uh, as far as education and experience goes, I have extensive uh, real world experience. My career uh, has been entirely with the sheriff's office for 14 years. I started uh, in the jail like everyone else, but was quickly promoted. Um, I became a booking deputy who is in charge of central booking in the jail. I worked approximately four years in the jail diversion program, which is uh, custody alternatives. Uh, I worked patrol in the uh, West Precinct. I was on the SWAT team for seven years. Uh, we call it TRT, the Tactical Response Team. And I worked in a variety of, of different positions there, uh, eventually working my way up to assistant team leader in the, uh, the entry uh, cadre. Um, while I was working in the jail, I was a jail training officer. Uh, when I was on patrol, I became a patrol training officer. Uh, I'm a detective. I've been a detective for the last three years. And one of my jobs as detective is I'm also the sex offender registry liaison for the Dane County Sheriff's Office. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in political science. Uh, while I was studying in college at UW-Madison, I also studied biology mostly and uh, trained and worked in biotech, uh, both while in school and then afterwards. And uh, I've taken during my time at the Sheriff's Office nearly 50 professional courses like uh, command and decision-making and other leadership courses. And as far as diversity goes, I have extensive personal and professional relationships with people from nearly all socioeconomic, ethnic, excuse me, ethnic and cultural backgrounds. Um, I did not come from a position of uh, wealth and have grown up with a variety of different people. Thank you. What, if any, steps should the sheriff's office take to reduce racial disparities in the Dane County criminal justice system? That's a great question. So, um, you know, as I said, I grew up in kind of an unusual circumstance uh, for, well, what would be unusual in this area of Wisconsin. I, I actually grew up in a community where the population was about 18% black and uh, only 62% white. So when I moved to Madison in 1999, it literally was a culture shock to me to um, come to an area where it's only about 5% black, uh, it's about 82% white. Now, um, like I said, that was a culture shock to me, but that's a pretty stark contrast of where things are in the jail. And uh, generally the jail is about 52-ish percent white and about 46% black. So we've definitely got some um, 
some racial disparities there. As far as what the sheriff can do, as sheriff, I'll reduce illegitimate racial disparities with uh, change in agency culture and increased training. Uh, explicit racial bias, um, prejudice has absolutely no place in law enforcement and I will not tolerate it. Uh, I will develop an internal culture where staff can report it without any fear of retaliation. That's something that's kind of a problem in law enforcement in general. Um, we can mitigate implicit bias, that's those kind of unconscious perceptions that uh, have subsequent actions from our staff. We can uh, mitigate that with regular instruction in fair and impartial policing and other similar programs. Thank you. What tools can the sheriff's office use to appropriately reduce the jail population? And did the pandemic experience show us which methods are most effective? Another great question. So um, as far as appropriate tools go, um, I, I spent four years working in the jail diversion program and know exactly how important that can be both for the jail population and uh, society in general in Dane County. So when the courts issue a work release sentence for uh, nonviolent offenders, the sheriff has the option to place them uh, in their home as the housing for their jail sentence with their families. Uh, I've seen how important those custody, custody alternatives can be in both reducing the jail population and keeping, keeping families together and allowing those people who are serving a sentence to um, support their families while they're serving their sentence. Um, now, the overall jail population during the pandemic was reduced um, largely because of court delays, but uh, the jail diversion program also was integral in reducing the jail population during that time. So I, I think that that's an extremely important option. Now, also uh, in cases where it is appropriate and most likely to succeed, uh, I would like to integrate uh, jail programming and services with the county's future plan for a restorative justice center. I think this model has been shown to reduce recidivism and most importantly to me, it helps victims recover from their trauma. So I think that's also a very good thing. What should the sheriff's office do to best serve the needs of residents with mental health and substance use disorders? Sure, so now, um, it's, this has been an ongoing issue for many, many years. It's often said that the jail is the largest mental health facility in the county. And I believe that that's the case. I know that Dave Mahoney used to say that quite often and I agree with it. Uh, I believe that we need to put a focus on um, providing the best possible mental health and substance abuse treatments that we can provide while people are in the jail. And we have to continue to contract with the best possible care providers. Also, we have to dramatically update our facilities to accommodate the humane treatment of those who are suffering from lack of proper care. Our current jail facilities are just completely inadequate. Far more times than I can count, uh, I've also seen and known offenders who are sentenced or who are having ongoing problems whose only access to treatment is while they're incarcerated. Now that said, the sheriff's budget can't sustain the critical care that many people need both in and out of the jail. But with uh, the, the revamping of the potential new jail being built, I think we have an opportunity to create an integrated countywide system where inmates can have the opportunity to have a continuity of care uh, when they return to the public. We don't currently have that, and I'd like to see that happen. What is your position on funding to build a new jail? That's an extremely complex question. 
So uh, I've had several meetings, um, and I know that this has been an ongoing thing for many years at this point. Um, I remember when we first started talking about uh, building a new jail. Um, boy, it's, it seems like forever ago, but it's been probably six or so years since I first started hearing real movement happen. Um, my position on funding is that we really need to pay attention to what's happening with the tax basis, and we need to be held accountable to the taxpayers. Now, that being said, I 100% believe that we do need to close the city county building as soon as possible. But uh, some of the reasons that we were building the current model uh, perhaps are no longer uh, effective reasons. For instance, the judges wanted the jail right next to the court so that uh, they wouldn't have to do televised court hearings. Uh, two years of COVID and doing pretty much nothing but televised court hearings have dramatically shown that that's not a valid argument anymore. Um, again, we have the opportunity to possibly integrate a restorative justice center within the new jail. Um, that's a future project that the county has in mind. Uh, I think it's likely to happen. So as far as funding goes, um, you know, I, it's, that's up to the county board. I unfortunately, I think that there's been um, an enormous amount of red tape and revisions and uh, you know, I, I know some of the county board members feel as if it will be a failure if they don't get things passed before uh, the kind of the deadlines for that funding. Uh, I'm also not sure that the, uh, the, the vote for funding is the correct thing to do either. I would really like to see a reintegration of uh, a reevaluation that is of our current needs and try to perhaps see a stepwise remodel instead of one giant program uh, that may not be what we need right now. What role can the sheriff's office play in reducing gun violence? Uh, that's, a, that's also a very complex one because gun violence isn't necessarily something that uh, is easy to solve, right? So we've seen a dramatic uptick in gun violence in Dane County in the last few years. And I can't help but think that uh, one of the main reasons is that Dane County is known as being soft. Um, criminals know that they can come to this area uh, if they're not already from this area, and they're not necessarily going to get harsh sentences for gun violence. Um, I personally, as a detective, have had several cases where that's uh, just brazen violence and they don't even fear, the, the only retaliation they fear isn't necessarily from the courts or the police, but from uh, the people that they're shooting at. Um, without, without going into details, I've been involved in a couple of uh, shooting investigations where you literally just go, oh my God, we know these people already. They've already been in the system. Uh, some of them are out on very small bail. And how is it that they can keep, keep doing this? Uh, so how can the sheriff's office change this? Uh, I won't back down. I think we need to be tough on these people. Um, we need to uh, have some bail reform, for instance. And when I say bail reform, I mean these, uh, the people who commit these crimes of violence need to be held accountable, uh, particularly when they repeat while they're um, out on bail. And as a sheriff, I'll have the ability to uh, broadcast the information when the judges give them light sentences or um, uh, small bail amounts and so that the people know what's happening. Because I don't think many people really understand what's happening right now with the way the bail is happening. 
The Sheriff's Office has identified a number of strategies under eight can't wait that are meant to reduce the use of lethal force in interactions with the public. What have the results of this been? And is there more you would like to see done? Um, as far as results, honestly, I, I, what I'm gonna tell you is Wisconsin has been a leader in modern use of force um, for, boy, as long as, I, as long as I've been in the career. Um, we're kind of a role model for a lot of the country. We're very progressive in the way that we uh, have revisions and evolution of um, the, uh, the way that we use force, the justification for force and the training for use of force in, uh, in Wisconsin. The Dane County Sheriff's Office is no different. Uh, I have taught in each of our law enforcement academies. And one of the things I teach is uh, firearms or the use of lethal use of force, uh, a variety of other topics as well. But um, we've done a very, very good job in uh, teaching uh, our officers, our, our deputies, what proper use of force is. We've eliminated certain aspects. Well, for instance, chokeholds were never actually authorized by my agency. Um, and it was never something that uh, Wisconsin Training and Standards taught as a valid, uh, a, a valid technique. But um, we've made the effort to say, not only is that never really been authorized, but uh, we will only accept it as any valid use of force under the most extreme circumstances. That would be death or great bodily harm. Um, so I can't tell you what the changes are because frankly, I think we've done a very good job at it for as long as I know. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview, including any priorities that have not yet been identified? Yeah, certainly. So, um, you know, I'm a deputy sheriff. Uh, I actually a detective at this point. I have been for the last three years, uh, but first and foremost, I'm a husband and a father. And I want all of our families in Dane County to be safe and secure. And I want everyone to be able to enjoy all that Dane County has to offer without the threat of violent crime. Uh, I'll work to protect Dane County as if they're my own family. And uh, that's always been one of the things that I've emphasized. Um, this is where I live. This is where I raised my family. I, I made the decision to come here 23 years ago and we stayed. It's a wonderful place to live. However, we've seen, as I mentioned, dramatic increase in violent crime in recent years. And I don't think the public is willing to accept that anymore. I think that we've seen some political pandering and uh, that's not what I'm gonna do. Um, I am running as a Republican, but really believe myself to be a centrist. I'm never going to appeal to either of the extreme left or right. And frankly, uh, neither of them share opinions with me on a lot of things. But uh, ultimately, I think politics has no place in law enforcement. We should be politically neutral. And uh, it should be any, any political appointment, for instance, uh, kind of implies a bias. And that bias reduces trust in law enforcement. I, again, think that uh, that sort of thing has no place in law enforcement. And uh, I want to be uh, a sheriff who does policing and not politics. I want to thank Anthony for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day for those candidates involved in a primary is Tuesday, August 9th, and that the fall election is on Tuesday, November 8th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, thank you for joining us.